0: I had a very strange childhood.
1: had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story.
0: We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. We're in the golden age of medical technology. Today, the ideas and discoveries of great minds of the past such as Einstein, Lakovsky, Fritz Albert Popp, and many others are being turned into reality. Our guest today is a reformed ER physician who is now combining advanced bioenergetic science with the wisdom of the ancients in a device that truly turns heads. This is the story of the Amortal Chamber with Dr. Jeremy Stitch. Dr. Stitch, great to have you on.
1: Oh man, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. It's great to talk to fellow innovators and folks on the front lines. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And I remember walking into the biohacking conference and as soon as you walk into the hall, you saw this glowing machine of a bed that kind of just caught your eye. And that's why it turned heads there. And you you guys did a good job of placing it as soon as you walk in. I'm sure every other (laughs) exhibitor was like, you son of a, you know, like you got prime real estate. It was obviously the talk of the town at the biohacking conference. But before we get into the technology I experienced myself, I'll share some of that. I wanted to hear your story. We're on the your Healthier story. It's always about your story. You were an ER physician, probably the furthest thing away from someone that's into bioenergetics, quantum medicine, as can be, I would think. But let's talk about how did you get from the ER into doing something within bioenergetics and this really cool looking futuristic device?
1: Yeah, Caspar, that's a really good question. And it's one of those stories where the universe takes you and you just follow along. And that's, that's how it went. So, um, you know, rewind. Um, it's about probably about nine years ago now. I'm sitting in the emergency room. And if you've, if you've ever been in a real emergency room, it's nothing like ER, the show. It's nothing like the TV shows, right? It's like there's a whole bunch of just kind of routine stuff that's constantly coming in the background and then every once in a while you get some like really acute person so mm-hmm. it's a pretty busy place and we had a couple of those really cute people and I looked over to one of my PAs really smart guy and he could just tell I had that look on my face we all talked about like there's got to be something better and he finally said it he's like you know what we're doing isn't working mm. and it's like,
0: that hits home
1: yeah you're not kidding Ryan So, so he pitched this idea and he's like, you know, there's nothing like this direct primary care stuff on our side of the Mississippi, maybe a little bit in, you know, concierge medicine, but it's really, that was like almost 10 years ago. Right. And he pitched this idea, like, let's set a couple of these up. So lo and behold, like being a little bit entrepreneurial, being a little bit discontent, that's what we did. We, we created a couple of those did a blueprint, how to kind of run your own shop. And we started doing things differently, got out of the insurance, just spinning, rotating wheel that doesn't go anywhere. Um, and then a couple of years later, we realized, you know, we just created a faster wheel. Mm-hmm. So we're spinning, but we're just spinning faster, more efficiently, right? But that made us work harder. So we're like, oh, we got to add something here. So what do you turn to? You turn to like, what's the for- forefront medicine, which was genetics. Mm-hmm. And um, I joined a group really early on. We had a precision genetics practice. We set up our own testing. We basically set up this thing where through AI, you would look at a person's genome plus their lifestyle plus all their biomarkers. You smash it together and you create this giant report. And so we'd get all the answers, right? Well, as it turns out, that's not exactly how it works either. Genes are just the blueprint and you realize pretty quickly that more data doesn't necessarily equal better data. And that's what turned my eye onto this idea of what runs the genetics epigenetics uh, right Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. totally and that is when it clicked um you know i started studying quantum physics i started applying physics principles into the practice Then i started applying you know mind body medicine and you realize very very quickly that there's this whole software system that runs the hardware system and somewhere in between there if you were to draw this venn diagram you have the sweet spot, and that sweet spot is the bioenergetic system. It's the interplay of the energy and the matter. And we know, you know, quantum physics, like 1940s, 1950s, e equals MC squared. It's all energy, it's all vibration. That stuff is ancient wisdom, but it's also like really hard science. Yeah. However, it takes medicine a long time to adopt mm-hmm. all those theories, right? And you slowly started to see it in radiology, but then the lights went on and the switches clicked and I realized, oh gosh, what these ancient, like mostly Eastern practices we're talking about, like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine was the software. Mm -hmm. And what we're talking about on allopathic world is the hardware. And they're not actually diametrically opposed, actually overlap quite well, but along a continuum with the common science being physics, not chemistry. Right. And that is how I got into this. I started chasing what works, what doesn't work. I had some really cool stories. Probably the best one is my daughter. Um, she's got spina bifida. And I saw this physician. Um, he's an MD, does nothing but acupuncture. And he basically created um, a circuit using meridian channels to connect two nerves that had never touched. If you know anything about spina bifida, You've got a defect here, so a spine works here, a spine works down there, but there's a defect here, and using these channels, he created a bypass, and all of a sudden, these muscles and nerves started firing that didn't fire before, mm-hmm. and you can't unsee that, so that's a really, really shorthand of how I got here, and you can't unsee that, so then my mind immediately goes, okay, well, I'm not. not only can I not unsee this, but I'm obligated to apply this. I feel like it's my duty. Calling whatever you will to share this, and hence yeah. we've got things like the chamber and other technologies, stuff that we've seen that works. That a cool group of people who have also had similar experiences come together, and we create tech that helps people achieve their maximum health.
0: You know, it's it's a fascinating story because to go from the ER biochemical world of conventional medicine and actually break through—it's a rarity. Because I, I know this; my father was one who started off anesthesia, also. Was uh, pain services at a big hospital and got a little frustrated and saw the same like this isn't working the revolving door of pills, surgeries and everything is not the answer he said and mm-hmm. so he went on his own journey around the world and learned about uh, you know bioenergetics quantum fields and all these other things and saw it being applied in mer- many different ways and this was back in the 80s and but even then it was it was really took a lot for someone to break free of the conventional grip and when I heard your presentation at the biohacking conference, I was like, this is like a, a mini me, like father of my father there, because I've heard this so many times about Lakovsky of like, like you know, where it's going and how it changed. And I was so excited by that in a sense. And, you know, I, I feel like the audience really understands I appreciates that because we go into that so much that everything mm-hmm. is energy, right? Um, uh, that at our core, we are energetic beings. That's where it all starts. And so I wanted to not just like hone in on that because we, we know that so well. So many people have read Jerry Tennant's, you know, His Volt, all of that. Sure. I wanted to go directly into the actual device, the immortal chamber, and really let you open up about like, what were, what are the different modalities and technologies within it for the audience? And why did you select those?
1: Yeah, totally. So, first of all, it wasn't just me. You know, it's a big group of people who all have had their own unique health journeys. And if I could rewind about thirty seconds, what I would say is there is a little piece of science and this whole energy mysticism that we want to unwind and demystify. Yep. So there's a concept of like the body is energy, right? But what is energy? Well, energy is actually extremely diverse there are many, 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 many types. And if you study what some people would call the zero-point field or the quantum field, the universal field, all terms for the same thing, that is the governing field that governs the rest of physics. There's ions and subatomic particles popping in and out of that all the time. So we have to start to dissect, okay, that's the commonality, but what's the next layer, and what runs this matter? And I think this is where a lot of, this is where I—I I won't say a lot of folks, but this is where I went astray, right? You study tenant stuff, and you're like, okay, it's electricity. If you look at uh, the Ayurvedic, you know, it's all air, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually all of these things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the piece we want to back up and unwind is the human body is a core and energetic. System that essentially holds together the matter. There's enough energy to hold it together. And those energies are different. And those are the different varieties of things that go into the machine. So let's break them down. You do have electromagnetism. That's Mm -hmm. electricity. So we have an analog form of PEMF. You also have, we'll loosely define it as sound or vibration. Mm -hmm. So that is largely held by hollow organs and water. So we have sound. We have the biochemical bucket. So that's everything that's like basically condensed matter. So you you actually have to have something that shakes that up. And that's kind of where the vibration comes Mm -hmm. into play and the, um, the antioxidant effect of like molecular uh, hydrogen. Mm -hmm. right? And then we have to tap into the body's own, natural energies which is largely sympathetic getting up doing things movement that's the get up and go and the parasympathetic which is the rest digest and heal aka restore mhm we don't necessarily tap into the fifth battery there the fifth human battery which is food and diet because we know that world well there's millions and millions of supplements but those are the the core five things you know that go into the human Biofuel software that runs the hardware. So then we pick those technologies and we apply them.
0: Yeah. So you got these five in a synergistic manner. And, you know, I, I always like to play a little bit as devil's advocate, because I, as I said in the beginning, there's a ton of technology out there. I mean, you were at the biohacking. That's only a little bit of what's in the medical field of what I've seen, even at places like Baden-Baden Medicine Week and, you know, Europe and all these other places that have so much technology going on out there. Everyone's saying they're the best, which is fine. It's just Mm -hmm. you want to start to differentiate that because right now I'm sitting on a PEMF mat, right? A Therasage PEMF mat. It's just at home. It's going to be different. Uh, It has some light in it. It's uh, amethyst stones and all of that. But if you were to make that pitch to a patient or practitioner, okay, you've heard of these things. We've, you know, PEMF, AMP coil, all these different ones. Vibroacoustic, there's different ones there. Light therapy, you have red light beds. What what would be your pitch? Is it the synergy? Is it the quality? Is it both? What are the differentiating factors of the immortal versus others that are out there and maybe even copying in some ways, trying to say, yeah, we have all that too.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. The body at all times is either a capacitor or, or a resistor. So a capacitor, for those who don't remember, it's a battery. The difference between battery and capacitor spills over the extra, the extra electrons. Okay, so the reason that you stack these things and you lower the power is because at any given time the body is in a state of capacitance or resistance. So in a high resistance state, say there's a lot of oxidative stress, a lot of emotional stress, chronic illness, whatever that might be, oxidation is loss of electrons. So that's basically a low energy, high resistance state, and what happens? to a system in that state is that the body will only absorb a a small amount of the total energy that it's given. I'll give you a really, really good example. Mm -hmm. So we're all familiar with like leaky gut, right? So in the state of leaky gut, you have a lot of flow. There's a lot of attraction because the body wants more nutrients. It's literally breaking down. You have fissures in the gut. It's absorbing more stuff. But it's not utilizing all that very well. In fact, there's actually quite a bit of waste in that system. So that's an example of where there's a lot of oxidative stress and the body just doesn't absorb. In that case, the the energy that we're talking about is in the form of food. Well, the same thing happens with the other forms of energy that the body runs on. It could be light, it could be vibration, it could be whatever. If you just blast it with a really, really high power you tend not to overcome the resistance. You tend to actually just kind of block it off. The body is in a constantly dynamic state. So instead of like turning up the juice and making like the most powerful light bed that we could make, knowing that, you know, you might block 65% of that at any given time, what we did is we kind of turned down the juice on all of these different modalities. And we thought differently. it. We said, well, what if the human body was in the ideal scenario? What is that ideal scenario? Well, it's probably out of nature. There's probably not a ton of stress. There's probably ambient sound, ambient atmospheres, ambient light. Right? There's probably some element of earthing or grounding in there. So there's exchange of electrons. That's like the slow plug, recharge your car. Right? And that is the that is the state that we evolved in for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So we replicate that instead of blasting the body with one giant powerful modality. We basically said, well, what if we can just replicate and put somebody in a parasympathetic state, Mm -hmm. give them a very good vibrational experience, very good sound experience, a very good light experience that doesn't overwhelm the body, but provides about 20%. So we stack that and we say, 20% here, 20% here, 20% here, 20% here, and 20% here then that's how we kind of achieve the hundred percent that a lot of folks would put into one device. Mm. Lo and behold, the body lives in a state of, it's called quantum electrodynamics. That means it's constantly shifting. The dynamic means it's in motion. It's constantly taking and releasing energy. And that is, I'd say the secret sauce um, and how it works. It's You get into the state of mind where the body is receptive to all these energies, and then you just allow it to do what the magic that it does, which is heal itself. Yeah. You don't want to overwhelm the body ever, I've realized. And a lot of
0: what energy medicine is doing and everything is providing information. But if you provide too much information or it's just yelling over each other information, Which, again, is just you could take every single modality, throw it into some, you know, Frankenstein machine and say it's all working. But that's kind of like yelling. at That's like going to a rock concert versus a symphony, right? When you're sitting around, it's like you're stressed. It's like it's a lot of information, a lot of different tunes. It is music, right, in some ways, but it usually isn't resonating well with the body, you know, as opposed Mm -hmm. to hearing a symphony all work at a nice tone that's easy on the body and works that way. That's what you want in medicine. You want to provide the symphony of information and energy that then restores the body subtly to its homeostasis. So I totally can vibe on that. And, and I'll just quickly give my experience with it because I sat in there when you guys were down in yeah, Orlando. And, and I remember being very at ease, getting into that meditative, deep meditative state. The, the, definitely the vibroacoustics are something different from others. And you're right. It isn't that feeling of when I go into a Novathor red light bed that's just like a tanning bed. It's loud. It's kind of like a lot shining on you. And yeah, that's giving you mitochondrial energy. But I left that, you know, after already being in half a session of a day, not eating anything with a calm energy, I said. I definitely felt like my sympathetic nervous system was balanced out, parasympathetic went up, but I also felt energized. It wasn't that I came out of a meditation and I was. Tired or sleepy. I was feeling somewhat in an energetic state. So that calm energy was really a good place to be, I felt like. And, but, you know, that was my experience. What have you guys seen on your end from other experiences as far as what like people should expect if they were to go into the immortal chamber and spend that 30, 45 minutes in a session?
1: Yeah. I'll give you the 80 20 and then I'll give you the kind of hard rule that overrides that. For the 80 20, most people walk out there more relaxed, they're more energized. They'll, they'll describe something that attuned to, I feel like I have a calm energy and I feel like my focus mm. has improved. Uh, that's 80-20. Then the, the other piece to that is a really interesting one, which comes back to the whole capacitance resistance question, right? The, the body is a very smart tool. It's probably the the most precise tool that we have for experiencing life. So when it, when it's, Taking in information and energy, those things kind of go hand in hand. I love that you allude to that, because that's the reality of physics. It takes what it needs. Yes. So I've had I've had patients who have like just profound, you know, weakness and catastrophes from various oxidative stressors, like, you know, cancer, chemo, radiation are kind of big ones, then a lot of chronic illnesses. And they'll walk out and think, I just haven't had this much energy in years. And that's because it's, it's recharging that battery first. It's, it's kind of turning on the software that needs to be turned on in the order that it needs to be turned on so that the body can start that healing process, the natural restorative process. So the short answer is restoration focus, but the long answer is you can get what you need. Yeah.
0: Now. I understand this is a wellness device and I understand medical devices in general of like, you know, what you can and can't say. So I won't push you on saying this is curative or preventive of anything. Thank you. The FDA may be that. listening <laughs> as they do with everything. But, you know, beyond wellness, uh, you know, we work in a medical clinic. I'm at one right now where we see a lot of ill patients and utilize a lot of different energy medicine as supportive, let's say, uh, to everything. Mm-hmm. Do you see this where it, it goes beyond just wellness practice and into the medical world as a supportive type device that is build, you know, bringing harmony, balance, and everything to a patient that may not be in an optimized state already?
1: Yeah, yeah. So how I'll answer this is I'll talk about what our plans are. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> that's probably a safe way to do it. So The PC uh, way. Yeah, to do that's, it. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of exactly what we anticipate is. Just like if you have, you know, that say, let's use the same, sick gut, um, leaky gut person, and you're going to have them go through, you know, a whole regimen of food interventions, exercise, rest, sleep, uh, all the, all the course getting back to health, and you might add in something like photobiomodulation or PEMF, right? So in the short term setting, you add this as adding total energy to the body. Now, in the long term, what we plan to do is we plan to study these things. And we've actually got studies that are, that are in the initial phases of planning and been submitted for IRB approval. I'm looking at what exactly happens to, let's say, cognition, right? And when you energize the whole body, how much more do those neurons, which fire mainly through, you know, fields and electricity, how much more efficiently do they work? So, definitely, we foresee it going down that pathway. There's a bit of a prove it phase. You know, whenever you've got this new stuff, it typically takes some time to adopt that and bring it into the world of medicine. Um, Look at how slow MRI is replacing CT scans, for Mm. instance. You know, MRI, and it's largely a superior technology. It can be as fast, almost as fast as CT scan. But before somebody's going to invest in that kind of power, they want to see it works. So that takes thirty or forty years, right? yeah we'll fast track it though it will how long
0: <laughs> well, we got to fast track because even as you were saying like all right, yeah e equals m c square, like quantum physics and mechanics have been around for about a century or so, like we're still working on Newtonian principles, right, which are three hundred four it took a while to even get Newtonian to like kick in and kind of do the biomechanics of everything that led to a revolution of conventional medicine, so it's like Ooh, is it going to be like 300 years before we get to like real, like quantum kind of medicine and applying the science of now, but we're doing it. So it's like lucky and, and we're you're definitely a pioneer in all this, but hopefully we could serve as catalysts so we don't have to wait another couple hundred years before, you know, people can really apply this.
1: We won't. So <laughs> I, I guarantee we won't because um, I was on a call yesterday with some folks at, um, at NASA and some oh, other really? folks in the, in the world who are planning, you know, what do we need to do to put people on Mars in a sustainable environment in 2040? Mm. So there are, there are these accelerators that that tends to happen in, you know, the evolution of any species, right? And yeah. in this case, it's people wanting to go to space that's kind of pushing us this way. Um, yeah, Elon Musk is they're looking at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you have to be able at that point then, you throw biochemistry out the window. Right. And you have to, right? You have to, at that point, if you're talking about somebody who's traveling to like, let's just even say the moon and back, you need a new way of diagnosing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that actually in real time evaluates the quantum electrodynamic field, basically the electrodynamic field of a human. We call that a biofield, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of taking this reactive iteration, Of chemistry, which is what we currently use as a standard of care. Then you actually back that up and say, okay, what's energetically happening in the software that's dictating what the hardware does? Exactly. And that is like breakthrough stuff. I mean, there's, we've got, that's different company, different times, different talks, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff that is, it's not future science, it's now.
0: Oh, no, it's absolutely now. And there's different ways of doing it. What you're saying, I always uh, explain this as what you're looking at in biochemistry is way downstream. It's it's you know already so far down. You're just guessing what's upstream. Upstream is the bioenergetics. That's the field. That's the quantum side of it all. That's really the answer of why, you know, that you have this deficiency downstream. Okay, that's information that's somewhat useful. But the real useful information is why the energetic starting point initiating factor then cascaded downwards into the deficiency you're seeing on the biochemical side. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate both because I know most of the world speaks in the downstream, you know, effects yep. of everything. So you want to meet them where they are, but you also want to then show the upstream of the whys of everything. And that is bioenergetics. And that's why I love the answers have to be bioenergetics as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah, language speaks that language. So in the future, we will move away from all downstream and continue to look upstream where we're looking right now, where you certainly are looking right now. So it's it's really an important factor to consider as we continue to push what medicine is and what we should be looking at. Now, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We we got to the A. Miller chamber, but you also have a, a specific device called the Catalyst, right? Which is, it's kind of a sister product to the chamber itself. Can you go into Mm -hmm. that a little bit, what that does?
1: So essentially right now, like those are sold out and and we're kind of back to the R&D phase on that. So those folks are getting their beta models and and all that fun stuff. Um, The cool thing about that is it's the analog PEMF device that's actually built into the chamber. Mm -hmm. And what we did very, very similarly to kind of imagining what happens when the human is in an ideal environment, we did the exact same thing with these electrodynamic fields. So we would probably commonly call these static fields. Yep. It's a static wave of electricity, and it carries frequencies, so it carries information. It's no different than a radio. Radio has a standing wave, and it carries specific information, right? So that device and the resonator that, that powers the PEMF within the chamber are both based on the same core technology. And what we did was we said, okay, again, ideal human, ideal environment, surrounded by nature, surrounded by other biofields, sound, whatever. So you've got this range of frequencies. We call it a multi-wave PEMF because it's got a range of frequencies as opposed to a recipe-based solution. So yes, we might know that 5.20 promotes glorious Five twenty hertz, right, promotes this kind of glorious, wonderful, relaxed state of mind. Makes people feel happy. You don't always need to feel happy. That's one of the (laughs) the problems with that kind of recipe-based thinking. It's we we are meant to experience life, which is hugely variable, right? So the cool thing about that guy is it's the core of this multi-wave analog. PEM, more potent ways to recharge the human battery, right. essentially to improve mitochondrial health. Yeah.
0: It was, it's really interesting that you're able to take that and apply that. It's something you actually hold, right? It's, it's like a sphere you saw there and you're holding it, so it's a little different than the bed.
1: Yeah, so that version is, there, there's some cooler stuff, I, I won't go in too much, but um, cooler stuff down it coming down the pike where the idea is you don't necessarily need to hold something. Right. Okay. So, yes, that's what you've seen. And there are devices like that out there. That's based on an old Tesla, uh, technology. It, it's really cool stuff. Um, it's also not super practical to hold it. So we will see how that thing ends up. There's a lot of R and D left. There's a lot of excitement. We've seen really, really, really cool things. Like when we use it in practice and experimentally with folks, what we've seen is. It's fairly remarkable.
0: Is that what you're thinking here that, listen, this chamber catalyst are just the starting points of something that can be a series of different devices that expand, that always improve? Or are you just right now focused, hey, these are our core ones, this is what we're doing? Like, what's the idea for the future of the company?
1: Yeah, great question. So the beauty of our CEO is he's kind of a great product thinking guy. And um, to create this isolated field-based experience where you you take the body like away from all the other interference patterns and you isolate the static fields that would normally kind of cause risk and harm. I think that's the core of what we want to do. And now that the Lamborghini is nailed, we can start to take that apart and build the Camry or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be really interesting so is, to see removing.
0: Yeah, when you have that much technology. And it's really interesting to see as you go along how it evolves, how you can make other things out of that. And you did build what absolutely looks like the Lamborghini of all types of bioenergetic devices out there. So congrats on that. Uh, for the audience out there that's looking to learn more, where can they go to? Can they you know, experience this anywhere? I know you got your cool RV and you go around the country and get people in there. Uh, very cool looking streamlined. So uh, where can they go and how can they experience this?
1: I think the most efficient way is you just see the airstream, you you ride behind it and keep honking until they stop.
0: (laughs) Until they stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you won't miss the airstream. It is beautiful.
1: That's huge. Um, Realistically, um, www.amortal.com that's the easiest way. Take a look at the website. Take a look at the information on there and you'll see the tech. Um, You'll see some of the stuff that we do. And then there are clinics who are putting the stuff in, you know, I I got a good buddy up in Cleveland and live, there's quite a few center centers, uh, down in Miami where you'll be able to go experience this. People are basically buying packages where they go in three or four times or whatever. Um, so that's the other way to experience it. Is you look at the centers that are putting them in.
0: Yeah. Hopefully one day it'll be ours too. You know, we've been looking at this for a little while, trying to make some space for one. So I'm hoping we could have one. It happen. Yeah. We will. Dr. Stitch, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate this and all you're doing to really uh, push forward medicine.
1: Oh, thank you, man. It's an honor and a blessing. Glad I get to do it. I get to speak with cool people who are also innovating like you. So I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And will you be in New York City this Saturday? I think Rob mentioned something that you guys will be. That's not you though. You're, 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 you're back me. home. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be.
1: I'm going to be back in the pool with the kiddos. We've got the, the last weekend before school really Good for hits, you. So yeah.
0: No, no. Good for you. Enjoy it. Be in nature, right? That's the best healer. Let's be honest. The technology is beautiful. Nature is still beyond, you know, anything we can do within the tech.
1: Yeah. Behind the pool is a creek. And to be frank, the kids spend more time playing there, catching fish and crawdads than they do actually swimming in the pool. That's the
0: best thing for them. I mean, I'm sure they could chill in the immortal chamber to get something out of it. But the creek and fishing sounds like the best way they could get their, uh, good health regimen in there.
1: Heck yeah. Heck yeah.
0: All right, Dr. Stitch, thank you again. Uh, and, you know, if you're listening, bioenergetics in the Amortal Chamber apply powerful emerging science that changes how we think about health and wellness and is opening a door for everyone to be able to reach their full potential mind, body, and spirit. Be sure to check out the website, that's com For more info, And until next time, continue writing your own healing story.